Welcome. You're listening to Pacific Bible Church Podcast, hosted by Pastor Vern Frank. So we have been in a series titled, Who Are You? And in this series, we've been looking at who we are in Christ. We've covered a lot of ground. Our primary scripture for that is uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, which is a very, very familiar verse. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, are you in Christ today? Then you are a new creation. He is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So a lot happened when we are truly born again, when we are made a new creation in Christ. And discovering that is actually a lifetime. (laughs) to discover who we are and then actually to walk it out, right? And as Karin was saying, it can't just be head knowledge. It has to be in the heart. We live it out. We actually live this, we live all this out of our life. We just don't have a, a doctorate degree in theology because uh, uh, I've met doctorates in theology that I'm like, I'm not, sure, I'm not sure if they're born again. I'm not sure if they're even saved. So uh, that is not what it's about. We can have Uh, a lot of knowledge of the word. We should study and we should grow in our knowledge of the word, but you can learn, you can memorize the whole entire Bible and still not be saved. Absolutely. Uh, I've heard stories about people who could, you know, I actually met some people who, who could quote whole books of the Bible and I could not tell they were saved. Hello? So, Uh, It's not about just learning the word, as Karin was saying, it's got to get down in our heart and we discover who we are in Christ and then we actually walk it out. We actually live it. That's a big difference than uh, just, you you could call it a couple things, but (laughs) I'd probably call it non-Christian, right? Uh, a form, there's a, good, there's a good scripture, a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. Paul said, turn away from them. Right? You, meet, you meet a person who says they're a Christian, but they don't even believe in the power of the living God. Uh, sorry, uh, that's a big problem. So we are discovering who we are and we aren't just discovering who we are to have more head knowledge of who we are. We want to live it out. We want to actually be who we are. Amen. And I won't cover much in review. I'll just kind of mention them. First John 3, 2, we found out we are now children of God. Amen. Amen. That's very, very important to know. We looked at Colossians 2, 10. We found out we are complete in Christ. We need nothing else to complete us but him. Amen. Very, very, very important to know. John 17, 23 we found out that in Christ, we are loved as much as Jesus is by the Father. Very, very important to know. <laughs> Romans five seventeen, among many other verses, right? We, we, we had whole messages on all these, but we find out we are to reign in life. We, in Christ Jesus, we are to be the victorious ones. We are to live a victorious uh, Christian life. Uh, another scripture, thanks be to God who always gives us the triumph in Christ Jesus. He always causes us to triumph. I want to quote it right. Always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Woo, we are the triumphant saints. Come on, we are the victorious saints in Christ. We looked at Isaiah 53, 4, where we found out Jesus bore our 
pains and carried our sicknesses. Very, very important to know. So we always identify as the healed ones. Amen. Amen. No matter what you're going through, keep your channel on the right channel. Keep your channel on God's channel and identify as the healed one of the Lord. Uh, we could go, you know, listen to those messages if you weren't here. Galatians 5.13 was sixth week. We found out we are called to liberty, but a lot of people don't understand what that means. We are not called to liberty to sin. We're called to have liberty to be free from sin. That's great liberty. The world, they're bound up all over the place, right, by sin. As Christians, we can live free from sin. We don't have to have anything binding us in this world. Hallelujah. That's some good news. So we are free to live for our God. We found out 2 Corinthians 5, 21, we are the righteousness of God in Christ. That's one of the, whoo, that's one of the most powerful verses you'll find in the whole Bible. That you become, I become the righteousness of God in Christ. Complete perfectness in Christ. Right, because we're in Christ. He's perfect. That's why you never, you never base anything on your works. You base it all on his work. Because he made us righteous. The only reason we can go in the presence of God is because we are righteous in Christ. Very, very important to understand that. Uh, we looked at Romans 8, 14 last week. We talked about being led by the spirit of God in Christ. We can be led by God himself. We can find the perfect will of God as we renew our mind with his word. And we follow the spirit of God. We can find the right spouse. We can find the right house. We can, get, we can buy the right car. Everything God wants to lead us into his perfect will. And we have the option to do that. We have the ability to do that in Christ Jesus. But just because we're Christian doesn't mean we will be <laughs> led. Because God can talk as, we, as Sarah's new song we want to hear you. We want to hear you more. We want to hear you. We want to learn. We want to, we're sensitive to you. We, we want to yield to you. Well, yeah, that's got to be our heart's cry. And then when he talks, we got to say, yes, Lord. Instead of saying, oh, yeah, but I don't want to do that. Well, we're not going to get to where we're supposed to be if we don't do what he said to do. Hello. So the sons of God are led by the Spirit. Woo, glory. Today, we're looking at another truth of who we are. And in Christ, we are to walk in joy. See, joy is available to every person in Christ. And we can walk in real joy. Real joy. <laughs> we can have the real deal. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. Just a little bit. Let's start in Luke 2. Hallelujah. <coughs> Y'all out there? You gone home already? Okay, just making sure. I need some amens. I need some shouts. Come on now. I got I know, I to know you're there. We, we aren't Presbyterians around here. No Presbyterians. Come on. We're, we're, if you don't know, you're in an on-fire, spirit-filled church this morning. And uh, we're the type who, if there was a sand chandelier up here, we'd swing from it. <laughs> Christian's like, he keeps saying, man, we need that chandelier. I want to swing on the chandelier. Come on, because we get so excited. And, and I've been in many services in my lifetime 
that, that they, you know, people on the floor laughing, people on the floor crying, people on the floor rolling around uh, in joy. Come on now, people running around the church because they're so excited about him, so excited about what God's done for them, filled with joy. Hallelujah. So we're going to start in Luke 2, where we find the birth of Jesus announced by the angels of God. Hallelujah. Luke 2, 1, and it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Canarius was governing Syria. Hey, you know, just thinking about that, you know, all of, all of the facts of the Bible still can be verified. Isn't that amazing? Everything in the Bible can be verified. So all these are historical facts also, as well as the word of God. Verse 3, so all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth. You know, Nazareth still there? <laughs> it's still there. Into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. You know, Bethlehem's still there too. Because he was the house and lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. Of course, we know that was with Jesus. Verse 6, so it was that while we were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, where, because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them. Would that be something right there, huh? And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Ooh, that, that, that would have been a sight, right? I'm sure, I'm sure we would all have been a little afraid right there. <laughs> Thinking, what's going to happen now? Then the angel said to them, do not be afraid. God always says, do not be afraid, right? For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Christ, meaning Messiah, the anointed one. Come on. He, had, he was born and they were announcing it. And certainly, you know, I would say this is the second most important announcement ever made on earth. The first would be resurrection. Because without the resurrection of Jesus, we are lost. There is nothing without the resurrection. There is no hope for us at all without the resurrection. So that, that, that would be the biggest announcement ever. This, I think, would be the second most important. He came. He's been born. Amen. And the angels went to the shepherds to announce that, right? They went to common men, the shepherds. And God wanted to know he, he, he came for all men. Not, he did, notice they, they didn't go to the kings, right? They didn't go to the presidents. They, they didn't go to the government rulers. They went to the common men, the shepherds in the field. So God made it known he came. Jesus was coming for every person, Amen. right? Not just the rich and wealthy, but the, 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 the common man on the street, the middle class man, right? The, 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 the homeless man, the sick man, the poor man, whatever. He came for everybody. Every person he came for. And this should bring great happiness to everybody. Should, amen? It says, it says, good tidings of great joy. 
great joy. Hello? It's to bring great joy <laughs> to those who hear this. Right? If you receive the news of Jesus, it brings great joy. All right. There we go. All right. I see what you're doing. I see you. I see Come on. It's going to bring great joy. If we receive the news of Jesus and the good, it's good, good news. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Look at Psalm 144, verse 15. Happy. Are you happy this morning? Yeah, that's right. Happy are the people who are in such a state. Happy are the people whose God is the Lord. Amen. If you read the context there, he's talking about salvation. He's talking about the goodness of God. And he said, happy are the people who are in such a state. Amen. So what's such a state? Saved. <laughs> Blessed by God. Amen. The favor of God, as, as Karin was just talking about, right? Happy are those people. Yeah. And that's how he ends the psalm after talking about the blessing of God, the salvation of God. And if you're in that state, happy are those people. God expects his people to be happy. Amen. We should be rejoicing about our God. Amen. Amen. Yeah. We should be happy. Why? Because we are forgiven. Yeah, that's right. that's true. We should be laughing because we are saved. Yeah. We should be smiling because we are children of God. Yeah, that's right. now, right now, as we talked about, right? If you aren't happy serving Jesus, you, you ain't doing it right. Like my English. If you aren't happy serving Jesus, you are not doing it right. Come on now. God doesn't care for grumbling, does he? <laughs> Remember Israel came out of bondage, right? Remember that? What happened? They grumbled and complained after they came out of slavery. And God was like, oh my. Brought you out of slavery and now you're going to grumble and complain. Was he happy? He wasn't happy with him at all. He was disappointed, very disappointed. And God doesn't appreciate uh, 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 Christians complaining and grumbling either. Thank you for that one amen. God, <laughs> Christians, come on, we should be the light in the room, right? People's eyes are attracted to the light. People should be attracted to us because we are the light. People should be happy we showed up because we're the light. Come on now. We can have a smile during the pain because God is our refuge. Come on now. We can laugh when the bills aren't paid because God is on our side. We can have joy right during the trial. Why? Because Jesus is our savior. We have a savior that rules and reigns forever. So we can have joy during the trial. Hallelujah. Look at Hebrews 1 9. Oh, you're going to like this. Hebrews 1, 1 9. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you. Who's he talking about? Jesus. Has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. Now, this is actually quoted from Psalm 45, a prophecy about Jesus. And notice he was anointed with the oil of gladness. Not sadness. 
He was not down and depressed. Come on, Jesus was joyful, full of joy. You know, I know some people think Jesus was a depressed individual walking around this earth. Come on now, they do. They, you've heard it. Do you think Jesus is walking around with his head down, barely making along, barely surviving? Jesus, oh, everybody, he was just so poor and all oh, bad. He was just so, oh, what a rough life Jesus had. Oh, my. Come on now. Jesus was full of joy. I don't think Jesus got home from his work day and said, oh, man, what a day that was. Oh, man. I, oh, wow. Boys, I'm telling you, that was a hard day. Whoa, wow. Woo, the traffic, the donkeys were everywhere. I mean, we could hardly get through down the road. Whew. Wow, that, that was a rough day, boy. Man, I think it must have been 110 degrees out there while I was preaching. What a day. I, boy, I don't, know if I, wanna, oh, I don't know if I wanna go out there tomorrow. Can you imagine? No, 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 no. Jesus rejoiced. No doubt about it. He rejoiced, right? When he got home, when he got done for the day, when they went to the tent, wherever they were going, right? They had houses, they stayed in, they had tents in. But the point is he rejoiced at the end of the day. I don't, I have no doubt Jesus was like, whoo, praise the Lord, glory to God at the end of the day. We did some great work for our father today. Woo, glory, 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 glory. And the disciples were like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They didn't get it yet, right? They didn't get it yet. <laughs> it's like a lot of church folk, church folk they, you're like, don't you, you don't get it yet. You don't get it. You're not, you're not excited yet. You don't get it. <laughs> Come on now. You, you, if you ain't excited about it, you don't get it. Amen. Yeah. Come on now. I, 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 oh boy, don't get me started. Right? If we can't get excited about the gospel, we can't get excited about Jesus, we ain't got it yet. Come on now. You, you, you can start to see when, when someone gets it, right? They start to get a little excited. They start, ooh, ooh, ooh. And they start, they start doing something for Jesus. Glory. Hallelujah. You know, I don't doubt Jesus took a lap around the tent. Now we take a lap around the church. He probably took a lap. Ooh, glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Woo. And the disciples were like, I don't know what's going on. I'm not sure. That's like a lot of people in church. They go, I don't know what's happening around here. Come on. No, we're not Presbyterians around here. Amen. We get excited about God. We get excited about Jesus. We get excited about the word. We get excited because we are saved. We are born again. We are new creations in Christ. We have been set free from sin. We are, we are the above. Come on. We have been seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We have the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So we, we have joy. Come on now. Remember, children like to go to Jesus. And, and the disciples were a little concerned about that, right? Should we, should we stop them from coming, Jesus? You know, are they bugging you? And he said, no, let them come. Why? What, what children? Children like, children like nice people. They like joyful people. And they wanted to get to Jesus. <laughs> Jesus was called the friend of sinners, right? Why? Because the sinners wanted to get to him because he had joy. He had something they didn't have. He had something they, they could see they wanted. Come on now. Look at John 15, 11. Amen. We're cooking through here. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. John 15, 11. 
These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. Full. Notice he says, my joy. Does he have joy? Well, he says, my joy. Come on. Remember, joy is a real spiritual force. It's a real spiritual thing. You know, it's like love. A lot of times we just define love in some ethereal thing. It's real. It's a, it's a real thing. It's a real, it's real. God is love. It's real. He's real. Joy is real, right? We can flow with joy and there's real joy to flow with. And Jesus has real joy. It, it, I just thought that, but you know, there's real money and counterfeit money, right? The devil always, always perverts everything. He has all the counterfeits. God has all the real. So everything, that's why the world does what it does to find joy. It's all perverted. And the devil says, this is how you find joy. <laughs> so they do all these things to find joy. And God says, whoo, God says, oh, we're going to get there. <laughs> I'll just talk about it. He said right before this, if you read right before this, he said, you got to abide in me. Amen. And you got to abide in my love and you got to do what I say. And then he says, your joy will be full. I don't think you heard me. He says, you got to abide in his love and then you got to do what he said. I'll say that again. I said, he says right before this, he said, you got to abide in my love and you got to do my commandments. And then your joy is going to be full. These things I have spoken to you. Come on. He spoke about that so that they would be full of joy. I guarantee you find me a depressed Christian. They're not doing God's commands. And they ain't abiding, there's my ain't again. They, they are not abiding in his love. And they aren't doing what he said to do. Hello? You see, Jesus wants our joy to be full. Bubbling out of our tank, right? We, we bubbling out with joy, but we got a smile on our face. We got a laugh in our mouth. We got a spring, come on, in our step. We're not... Oh man, the devil's been beating me up. I tell you what. Well, when people start talking about the devil all the time, you're like, oh, you don't, you don't got it. Yeah. Well, the devil, the devil, the devil, the devil. No, what about God? Yeah. What about Jesus? What about your Lord? What about your Savior? What about what he did for you? Yeah. Not the devil, the devil, the devil. No, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Amen. Come on now. We are abiding in his word, abiding in his love. And, 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 and when we abide in the world, we're going to be full of depression. When we concentrate on the devil and the problems, we're going to get down. Come on. When we abide in him, abide in his word, we're going to be filled with gladness. Come on. I'll tell you what. There's nothing better. There is nothing better than abiding in God, abiding in Jesus and doing what he said to do. You won't find better. There is no better life. People always want to find something else. It's like, uh, come on, let's look at the word. Let's go with the word. Well, I just don't like that. You see, 
No, let's go with the word. Let's do the word. Let's live in God. Let's do God's word. Let's love God. Let's abide in, let's let it, come on. Let his words abide in us, right? As Carnage was talking about. His words abiding in us. We're living it out. We're, we're letting them abide in us. We're growing in him. He's growing up in us. Come on, because we planted the word of God in our hearts and he's growing in us. The, the, the word's growing in. Remember Jesus, the word. Logos is growing in us. And we start producing fruit for him because we're abiding in him and we're doing what he said. Amen. So many people don't want to do what he said and they, they want the joy. I'm like, well, you got to do what he said. <laughs> Hello? You, ah, boy. We got to do what God said. If we want to walk in the joy. You know, Jesus was full of joy because he, he abides he abided in God. He, he, he had the word. Come on, the word was abiding in him and he did the will of the Father. Amen. And that's why he was anointed with the oil of gladness. Right. You want to get glad, woo, just do the will of Father. Yeah. Just do the will of your Father. Hallelujah. And I'll tell you what, joy will start bubbling out of you. Amen. Because you're doing his will. You're walking in the earth doing his will. God's will. You're, woo, woo. You're doing the will of God himself. You aren't just doing the will of your boss at work. <laughs> Come on. You're doing the will of the father, uh, of your creator. Ooh. Come on now. You want some real, real joy, do what he said. Hallelujah. Let's look at Psalm 30. Ooh, 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 Yeah. This is where we got that song came from. You have turned my morning into dancing. Psalm 30, verse 11. You have turned for me my morning into dancing. Do you dance when you're sad, down and depressed? Come on, no. No, you dance when you're happy. You have put off my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness. That sackcloth, that was morning. That was morning time. They, they put on the sackcloth when they were in mourning. Someone died, they, had to, they wore the sackcloth. And they put on the ashes and they looked so sad. <laughs> People still do that. They still do that. I think it's the Catholics, they put the, or maybe, maybe the Lutheran, I don't know. But they put that ash on their face, you know, during that. And they go on, I see them on the news and they, they got, because they're, you know, just, they're just living their regular life, but they had to go put the ash on their face. They look so sad. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, that is religious tradition right there. Put some ash on your face. Think you're doing God a favor. No, do God's word. You'd be doing God a favor. Actually do what he said. Well, I got to go put some ash on my face because it's time to put the ash on my face. It's time. It's that time of year, right? You see it, you see it all over Facebook. It's that time of year. What are you giving up for Lent? Tradition. Religious traditions make the word of God of no effect. I've had people chew me out up and down, backwards and sideways. Well, those traditions really help me connect to God. I'm like, no, you're just living in religious traditions and you feel good about it. But I feel good because I'm doing this. Because my denomination said I should do it. I feel good about that. Come on now. 
You want to feel good, do God's word. Listen to God. Listen for his voice as we sang this morning. Listen to the father and do what he said to do. Don't get yourself wrapped up in religious tradition. That'll kill you. Hello? No, we should not mourn, but we should be dancing. Jesus gives us that skip, come on, to replace our sorrow. Anybody been there? You've been in the sorrow and then you came out with a skip. He gives us a dance instead of mourning. See, this is opposite of the world, isn't it? See, see, they, 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 want you to, they, want you to, they want you to be in their sorrow with them. They want you to be down with them, right? Remember the guy, remember the guy who, who wanted to go bury his dad? And Jesus said, uh, you missed it. Come follow me now. Well, just give me a few minutes. Give me a few days. Give me, I got to mourn my dad. I got to go bury my dad. He said, come follow me now. Come on now. You see, a lot of times we miss it because we live in the world system mind. We live with the world system and how they think. No, we're supposed to live how God thinks. We're supposed, not that you can't mourn your dad, amen. But, but I'm saying we got to put the priorities right. And Jesus, the son of God was calling this man to come follow him and he put mourning first. Bad choice. Come on, Jesus first. He should have ran to be with Jesus and he would have been filled with joy. <laughs> he would have been filled with joy. Come on up. What do you say? Let the dead bury their dead. Jesus, why you gotta be so mean? Nowadays, right? They, they talk to me, preacher. Preacher, why, why you gotta be so harsh? Well, a lot of times preachers gotta wake people up. They're slumber. They're, they're lukewarm. They don't even know it. Come on now. They're just lukewarm. And they they got to be woken up a little. And Jesus, boy, Jesus was trying to wake that guy up, wouldn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Let the dead bury their dead? Psh. Thanks, Jesus. Thanks a lot. I just wanted to bury my dad. And you said, what? What? And I'm sure, well, we know from other examples that many people turned their back on Jesus because of what he said. And yet all he did was preach the truth. <laughs> Come on now. If, if we're going to look at our problems, we're going to get down. But you know what we're supposed to do, right? We're supposed to walk by faith, not by sight. 2 Corinthians 5, 7, right? You know it. Of course, this is quoted uh, several times through the Bible. This is one example. For we walk by faith, not by sight. You see, as we know around here, you got to see things through the eyes of the word, right? We got to see through the word. We got to look at things through this. It's got to be. It's the only way to do it. If you want to live in real Christianity, and faith sees things the way God sees them, right? Faith does not look at the natural realm for its input. Faith looks to God and gets the input from God. And that's why uh, we, we, we can see things so, so much differently than the world. 
and they have no clue what's happening. They, they're, oh man, right? But when you know the word, when it's abiding in you, come on, you're going to see things correctly. We see things right because we're, we're walking by faith in God's word. If, if you've got unpaid bills, you've got to see them through the word. Right? Carmen's talking about it. My God supplies all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Right? My God, it's on our wall, my God does exceedingly abundantly above all that I ask or think according to the power that works in me. You see, we got power in us. We got the power to overcome in us. And God has given us that. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in us. And we can overcome exceedingly abundantly. See, what are we doing? We're seeing things by faith, not by sight as the world does. If we keep looking at things like the world looks at them, we're going to be down and depressed. Come on now. If you're down about life, see yourself in the word. See who you are. Like we're talking about in this whole series. We got to see ourselves as, as the more than conquer that we are. We got to see ourselves as doing all things through Christ who strengthens us. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And that scripture reference is. Oh, come on. You guys know that one. First John 4, 4. Come on. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You see, that's seeing things correctly. And that is letting the word abide in us. Come on, that's seeing things through the word. That's walking by faith, not by sight. Right? It, it, you see, ah, see, we can't see the greater one in us, can we? Can you see God in you? Not really. He's a spirit. You're, you're a spirit, but you're a spirit too. You know that? You're a spirit. But God is in, God is in there and greater is he that is in me. Amen. See, if we, if we let that abide in us, Come on. If we let those words abide in us, oh, come on. And we see it by faith. Hello? We know it by faith. Then what do we start doing? We start walking that out. We start walking it out because it's abiding in us. It's living on the inside of us. And now we're walking it out. And we know, we know beyond a shadow of a doubt, we know the greater ones in me. Come on now, we're not lukewarmies. Lukewarmies, oh, whatever God's going to do, he's going to do, you know, he's sovereign. We have this guy, sovereign to his word. He's sovereign to this. If he goes against this, he's a liar. And he, uh, there's no reason to serve him. But I'll tell you what, he hasn't lied a bit. And in fact, it says, God is not a man that he should lie. He can't lie. <laughs> He always tells the truth. Come on now. And so we got to live in the truth. And the truth will set us free. Amen. You guys are good. Come on. We look through the word at everything. We see it as it is. We see the greater one in us by faith. We know he's there. We, we, could, we, could, we could intellectually acknowledge that and say, yes, I know. That's what the Bible says. Now, are we actually living it? Big difference, right? Yes, I know the Bible says that. I've read that 45 times. But are we living it? Are we letting it abide in us and are we not walking it out? When we do that, joy. Joy. 
Remember, Jesus said you got to do. Are, are you living by faith? Are you doing? Come on now. Are you doing by faith? Are you living by faith? That's a do. I said, <laughs> we'll try it over here. Living by faith is a do. Amen. It's a command of God. That's pretty weak. Living by faith is a command of God. Oh, I'm going back over here. Living by faith is a command of God. They beat you. (laughs) They're like, oh, give me another shot, right? You want a shot? Living by faith is a command of God. That was much better. Come on now. You see, this is where so many miss it. They're not actually willing to live by faith. They have no interest in living by faith. That is not what it's about at all to them. It's about religious traditions. It's about going to church. We should go to church with the body and learn real truth. And go to an on fire church. Come on. But we've got to live it. We've got to abide in it. It's got to be in us to live it out. And we got to walk in it by faith. We got to do it by faith. We got to actually take the step of faith, right? I've talked about so many times with the Indiana Jones movie where, where he steps out on the bridge. He cannot see. It's not there. The Holy Grail, right? He was going to go find the Holy Grail that Jesus drank out of. And he had the directions and it said, take a step right here. And there's a big zoom. Like, I'm going to die or I'm going to put faith in this book that I'm following, this book that I'm following. Indiana had a book he was following and said, this is where you're going to find it. Take a step right here and, and, and the bridge is there. Well, I can't remember the exact wording, but the bridge is supposed to be there, right? So he has to look down into the cavern of, of the, the miles down, right? Where he, he's surely dead. If, he, if he's gone, he's gone. It's over. And he takes that step and there's the bridge. Now he sees it all the way. And he walks across, no problem. See, but he walked by faith. And he followed the book. <laughs> Come on now. He followed the book. He walked by faith. And if we follow the book and walk by faith and not by sight, can't see the bridge, guess what? Joy. Joy. Yeah, he's happy. See, see, I, 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 I've lived this. Go to Iowa. Okay. And then there it was. Joy. I'm doing God's will. I'm walking to the perfect will of God. Come on now. And then go to Owaco. Woohoo! Come on now. Joy. Joy. Why? Because we're doing the will of the Father. We're doing his word. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, at least we talk around it all the time. There is the Word of God, and then there is the Word of God, right? Direct to you. And you better learn how to follow the Holy Ghost. We talked about last week, right? The sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. When God speaks something to us, uh, you know, outside of this, first of all, because we need to find out it's God. We need to make sure it's God. Amen? We need to, we need to find out if it's truly God, because we can hear a lot of voices, right? Amen. Voice of the devil, voice of people. Some people, we, uh, we, we get a long story about that, right? Long, long, long teaching about it. But prophecy comes to someone and someone prophesies over someone. And I, I love prophecy. We prophesied at youth group the other night. Powerful. And prophecy is supposed to happen. Paul said, don't, don't despise prophecy. Paul said, desire to prophesy. Earnestly desire the gifts. Paul said, everybody should prophesy. Everybody. Come on now. So we should. Now, people get off on that because they think, well, that's, that's uh, something about the future. You know, that's a word of wisdom. That's different. Word of wisdom is something about the future. We've learned, we learned, we learned about the youth again. We taught it here a couple years ago. Uh, you can go back and listen to all the message on it. But, but prophecy in the New Testament is edification, edi exhortation, edification, and comfort. And it'll bring, it'll bring edification to you. It'll be exhortation to you. It'll bring comfort to you. It'll show you something in your life that may need to change. You might have something about someone else that needs to change, right? You might have prophesied to someone. So a lot of times people prophesy. We have meetings, especially at youth camp, right? There's prophecy happening. People are prophesying over people. And, and, and sometimes, sometimes, you know, the, 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 the person isn't following God perfectly, isn't speaking perfectly from God, right? So then you have to, you have to discern uh, is that God or is that the flesh? Is someone prophesying to me out of their flesh? Or is someone prophesying to me from God himself? And that's why I say, if someone tells you to go to China because they believe God said, go to China, you're a missionary to China. You better find out that was God. Yeah, there's been all kinds of people got off because of prophecy. And they followed the prophecy over what God said. Right in here, first of all, amen. This is always first. This is always first. But 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 when someone prophesies something to us about something uh, specific in our lives, it should register in here. Right? You've never had an inclination at all to go to China. Never thought about it once. And someone comes and says, "You're you're called to be a missionary in China. You'd be checking inside." Go to God in prayer. Amen. But, but we got to follow the word and we got to do what he said to do. And if he speaks something to us and we know it's God, we know it's God, we better do it. Yeah. Amen. I got two amens on that. Three, four. Hey, can I get five? Six. Seven. Come on. We got to do what he said. You know, people, Christians won't forgive people. They're like, well, you won't forgive. God said forgive. What's the problem with that? Forgive as Christ, you were forgiven in Christ Jesus. You forgive. And they say, well, I can't forgive that person. They hurt me too bad. I'm like, you're not going to be filled with joy because you won't do it. <laughs> you won't do what he said to do. Come on now. You see, we actually have to do this 
In order to walk in the joy we're supposed to walk in, in order to be full of the joy Jesus wants to give us. He wants us to flow in his joy. He wants us to be filled up with the joy, but we got to walk in the will of the Father. We got to do his will. Come on now. Are you getting this this morning? Are your ears open this morning? Come on. Say, my ears are open to you, Father. I want to hear from you. My ears are wide open. Speak to me, God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. You see, a lot of times I think, again, religious tradition, right? Well, the preacher's preaching and pretty soon he's going to be done and we got lunch. In fact, we got cake today for Judah's birthday. So now, oh, that cake is, ooh, that cake is sounding good. Chocolate cake, 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 right? So now, now we're no longer in here. We're no longer together. We're not, we're not together anymore. Right? Because there was, there was faith operating. There was, there was a faith active. And then all of a sudden people start checking out. Because they're thinking about the bill that they got to pay. They're thinking about they got to go. They got to go feed their dog. They got to go feed their cat. They got to go. They got to go for this. They got to do this. They got to eat chocolate cake. And as I say all the time around here, you know, I truly, 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 truly believe many services in churches. And I'm talking about even spirit-filled on-fire churches. I'm not just talking about the lukewarmies, right? I'm talking about spirit-filled on-fire churches miss the will of God in their service. Why? Because they weren't really abiding in the word. They, they were starting to all check out and starting to go home already in their heads. And they were already at the restaurant. And they are already down here at uh, Chico's. Are they open today? They're open, okay. They're down here at Chico's eating already. <laughs> and so the preacher's still a preaching, right? The preacher's still a preaching. And he's preaching and he's a preaching and he's preaching. And half the congregation's really not even here anymore. You see, that's religious traditions. That means we just checked out and we, we thought, well, we got enough now. Pastor, that's like the guy, the guy at my dad's church years ago. He told me the story of the, the guy in the front row. Well, you know, he brought his tithe to the church, and so he thought he could control the pastor. And, and he looked at his watch at noon, and the pastor, pastor. While the pastor's preaching, right? Pastor. It's noon. We got, we got things to do. We got lunches to eat. <laughs> Oh, man, well, that person's not going to walk in joy. Come on now. I, 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 I'm assuming today I got some people who want to walk in the fullness of God. Some people who want to walk in the fullness of joy. To walk in all that God has called us to be. To do all God has called us to do. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, don't disconnect, connect, amen? Yeah. We're, we're almost there, but if it goes another hour, who cares, right? John 10, 10. You know this one, right? 
The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. Right? Life of super abundantly. That's what we want. In fact, one translation I like, it says that they might enjoy life. Are we enjoying life? <laughs> we should be living the real life. Right? The world says, boy, you just, you don't, you don't know how to live. You don't meet us down at the bar. You don't come out to the bar at night. You don't really know how to live. You see, I'll show you how to live. The world, right? The world can, I'll show you how, I'll show you how to really live. I'll show you. And I'm like, <laughs> you have no clue how to really live. Come on. Jesus offers us the real, 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 real life. Amen. The life, the life abundantly. Real life. Come on. Real. There's realness of life. And it's only found in Jesus. Christ Jesus. Amen. It's only found in him. Many people don't understand how us Christians can be joyful. But see, they don't understand what Jesus has done. They don't understand the victory he won. They don't understand that Jesus did win, did win the greatest victory ever won. Ever. In the history of the world. He won the greatest victory ever. Come on now. And not only that, what did he do? He turned around and gave us his victory. Joy. <laughs> Joy. Come on now. He defeated death, hell, and the grave. Where we were headed. Come on now. As the Bible says, we were without hope, without God in this world. No hope, no God. We had nothing. And Jesus pays the price completely for us in his blood, in his broken body, not only for our forgiveness, but also for our healing. Amen. Amen. He pays the price for us completely and, and is resurrected. With, like I said, without the resurrection, we have nothing. And then he offers his victory to everybody who will receive it. Amen. And that's what we're doing right now. Come on now. And that's what churches all around this world are doing right now. They're offering the victory of Jesus to people. Do you want the victory today? Do you want the victory today? Come on now. Jesus just offers everyone the victory that he did. He won. He, he gave it to us. And now we can walk in it. Woo! Amen. Joy! Joy. Joy. <laughs> Hallelujah! Amen. Amen. Come on. Victorious people are going to rejoice greatly. Yes. I need to say that again. Victorious people rejoice greatly. Yeah. You getting it? Victorious people rejoice greatly. Yeah. It's getting a little louder. Victorious people rejoice greatly. Oh, I think I heard them over here. Then right here. I mean. Come on now. Ah, we should be rejoicing. Amen. Oh, you want a scripture for it? Yes. You know me. My life is based on this word of God. And that's what our lives should be based on. And Philippians 4.4, 4, of course, says rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will, I will say 
Rejoice. So rejoice again and again and again and again. Don't stop. Always, right? Always. It's like he said, pray without ceasing. We were talking the other day. It's like, Karen, I uh, pray without ceasing. Woo! Wow! Well, you know, I understand we can't really pray without ceasing in a sense, right? But we can constantly, because we're working, right? You're going to work. You can't just make your tables and then always be praying. You can pray some, some, right? While you're making things. But you can't always be praying, but you're in contact with God. You know, you can check in even while you're doing something, right? You're doing so, you're checking in with God. You're praising him again. You're thanking him again. You're checking in for wisdom again. You're asking him for understanding again. You're praising him again. You're thanking him again throughout your day, as we talk about all the time around here. Hallelujah. And so not only we do that, we rejoice again and again. Again and again and again. (laughs) Come on. What what happens when when your team wins wins the Rocket League championship? I know, I know. They hate it when I bring up broccoli because no one knows it. It's a video game and it's very popular. And there's a, there's a championship going on right now as we speak. Well, it is, yeah. And Judah's team is doing really well. So what happens if his team wins the championship? Well, Judah, you know, it's kind of reserved. He probably wouldn't get too excited, but I bet he's going to put on a good little, woo, woo, yeah, woo, 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 as I would, you know, my team, you know, who lost today. To his team. My team lost to his team. That was sad. That was sad. No, no, don't do it. I, you, you, he gave me the L. He gave me the L. Oh, that's, you know, that's just, that's just not right. That's just not right. This is not right. I think we can call that coarse jesting. No coarse jesting. No. If your team wins a Super Bowl, right? I'm sure some of you like Seahawks, right? If they win the Super Bowl, we're going to say, well, that was a great game. Let's go home and go to bed. No, you're going you're gonna to go, woo! Woo! I've been cheering for them for, well, they have won some Super Bowl, so I can't say, you know, they haven't won some. But, you know, it's been a while, right? And I've been cheering for the Seahawks for years, and woo! 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 Right? You're going you're gonna to put on a little, little bit of motion. And people get to church, and they're like, Whoa. Come on now. Should, should we get a little excited about God? Amen. Did, he, did he not win the greatest victory of all time? Amen. Amen. And are we supposed to rejoice again and again and again and again and again and again and then again and then again? <laughs> Come on. We rejoice again and again and again and again because we are the victorious ones. Come on. We are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We are. Jesus said, I, I, I'm not only, only going to give you, give you my victory. You're gonna, I'm going to seat you with me. Amen. Jesus, what? 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 You're going to sit? What? What? Yeah, you, 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 you become a joint heir with me. Everything I have is yours. Oh, what? What? Jesus, what? You see, those are revelations from the word of God, right? That we have to get in here. 
As Carmen was saying, right, we got to get that in the inside of us. We got to understand, right, 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 not, not, not intellectually that we're joint heirs with Jesus, right? But spiritually, we know on the inside, in our spirit man, we know, we know, come on, that we have been made a joint heir with Christ Jesus. And everything God has is ours. He's, he's not going to hold anything back from us for all eternity. A supply from the, the creator of all things forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. You know, down here, down here, we struggle a little bit. We think, man, if I could just get a new car, if I could just, you know, and then you can believe God for that. Amen. Here. And we, we talk about that a lot. But so just think there. We're in the presence of God forever and ever. And his supply just keeps flowing in. Forever and ever. Is that something to rejoice about? Come on. We, we, we don't have a reason to be down. We don't have a reason. Not if we get our, our minds renewed. Amen. Not if we get the word on the inside of us because we have a king. Come on. We have a king who defeated, defeated the enemy completely. We have a king who will reign forever and ever. Come on, we have a master that is completely good. People don't like that. You call him your master. Yeah, and they did in the Gospels. Master. Uh, Paul said, I'm a slave of Christ. That means we belong to him and we should be happy to belong to him. Because forever he's got good plans. He's got good things for us, right? You know, you get under a bad boss and you're like, ooh, boy, this job stinks. Right? This job, ooh, this is not good, right? We're going to be under the best boss forever. Forever. We get to be under him, under his rule. And when he says something, we don't even have to, we don't even have to question it at all. There's not like, right? You've been under some bosses, you're like, ooh. I need you to do this. You're like, ooh, I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah, you need to do that now. I don't think that's a good idea. Right? I'm thinking of a few examples. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, I don't want to go there. But when Jesus says it, it, it there's no reason to even think that it could be wrong in any way, shape, or form. Right? When he directs us, however they're gonna, he's going to direct us for all eternity, right? However he directs us, when he says, I need you to go there, we just say, yes, happy to do it. Because I know whatever he says is right on. And, you know, that's supposed to apply in earth, isn't it? The problem is we live in earth. And so often we don't walk by faith. And we walk by sight. And, and, and when he says it, even now, right? He's supposed to be our Lord now. He's supposed to be our master now, right now, right? Not, not just then, now. And so we can know now that if he says, go to Iowa, ooh, yeah, that's going to be, that's going to be, that's going to work out just right. And it did. The only reason I'm here today. Come on now. Because I did what God said to do. 
Ooh, glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Because he has nothing but good plans for us. And so even now and forever, we say, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes. Right? That old song. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Is that? I'm trading my sorrows, isn't it? I'm trading my sorrows. I'm trading my pain. I'm laying it down for the joy of the Lord. Whoa, I didn't even know. Look at that. The joy of the Lord. Look at that. Woo, praise God. I say, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes. Well, you know, that song is so biblical now that we just put it in the Bible. Isn't that amazing? I'm laying aside all that. I'm trading in for the joy of the Lord. And I'm saying, yes, Lord. And that's where a lot of people miss it, right there. They go, yeah, I want that joy. I want the joy. I want the joy. I want the joy. I want the joy. And then God says, well, I need you to do this. They say, oh, no, I'm not doing that. They, mm. That's why we say, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. I'm trading my sorrows. Man, we do that one. I'm trading my faith. I know she will be ready for that. I'm laying it down for the joy of the Lord. Singing, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Amen. Look at that. Yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Amen. Woo! I'm telling you, we hit on Augusta right there, right? Because, again, it all goes back to, are we actually going to do what he said? You see? People are looking for the joy. Even Christians are looking for the joy, but they won't do what he said. Come on now. When it looks like all hell is broken loose, what are we going to do? We're going to rejoice. Anyhow. And we're going to trade it in for the joy of the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. When you feel bad, just rejoice anyhow. You feel sad, rejoice anyhow. You feel sick, rejoice anyhow. Rejoice again and again and again and again. Come on. Christ has come in the flesh, hasn't he? He has won the battle, hasn't he? Come on now. Thank God he came for us. Thank God for his miraculous birth. We read it right at the beginning, didn't we? The miraculous birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Thank God for the plan of redemption that God had for us before the foundations of the world. He had it all figured out. He knew what was going to happen. He saw the end from the beginning. He knew and he had a plan. He had a plan to get Jesus into this earth and bring a savior to us, bring forgiveness of sin to us. And we thank God for the plan of God and the redemption of God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Come on now. But one thing we can't forget on top of that is now he's alive in us. You see, again, religious tradition, right? Christmas time comes and everybody wants to talk about the birth of Christ, but they don't want to talk about Jesus living in them. They want to put up the nativity. We usually put a little nativity right here, but they don't want to talk about Jesus coming alive in them, being alive in them, living in them. They want to say, 
Jesus, such a beautiful baby in the manger. But they don't want to say, Christ now lives in me. As soon as you find that, that Christian, you know they, they ain't really living it. They're just churchgoer. Come on now. Christ in me. You know where we're going, right? Colossians 1.27. To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. Notice he made it known, right? Oh, get me started more religious tradition right there. He made known the mystery. Hello? You see, another religious tradition. God works in mysterious ways. No, it's been revealed. It's right here. Stop saying he works in mysterious ways. Start believing what he said and walking in it. He revealed. He's been revealed to us. Come on. It's been revealed to us. I'm a Gentile. It's been revealed to me. The riches of the glory of the mysteries of God, they've been revealed to me. And then look what it says, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Come on now. We have the mind of Christ. Christ is in us now. We don't have to wonder. We don't have to have mysterious ways. We can walk in the revelation of our Father. We can talk to Jesus like we can talk to our Father just as Jesus did. And we can get the will of God. And we can go from our prayer closet and go out and pick the disciples as he did. Not that we're going to say, but you know what I'm saying. He got, he got the revelation from the Father. Pick Peter. Pick James. Pick John. And he did it. It wasn't mysterious at all. God told him what to do. And then he decided to take the walk of faith on the bridge he couldn't see. And look what he produced. Millions of believers that'll be with him forever. For the joy that was set before him, he despised the shame enduring the cross. Oh, thank you, Lord. These verses, these, these, yeah, this is awesome. Praise God. For the joy that was set before him. The joy that was set before him. What's the joy set before him? He endured that for what? The joy. Who's the joy? Us. You don't think you're special? Jesus been looking at you forever. Saying, ooh, I can't wait till they're in my family forever. I can't wait till they're part of my kingdom forever. And I get to shower them with my blessings forever and ever and ever and ever because I love them so much. They don't know how much I love them. But oh, I'm willing to give everything for them. Praise God. Amen. For the joy that was set before him. Come on, you imagine going to that cross and you were perfect? I, 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 you know, everyone here, if you're honest with yourself, right? We all deserve that cross. Well, I'm just not that bad. I don't think I deserve a cross. <laughs> no, we all deserve the cross. Come on, Jesus didn't. He actually did not deserve it at all. 
in the righteousness of heaven, in the ways of God, in the spiritual law, Supreme Court of heaven, right? The Supreme Court of heaven, there is a real Supreme Court. <laughs> and it's the real spiritual Supreme Court. Jesus did not deserve death. If, if the Supreme Court had ruled, they said he's, he's completely innocent. He's completely innocent. You can't send him to that cross. What does it say? He laid down his life so that he could become sin for us. He could take on all of our sin. He could become sin for us so that we'd be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You getting this this morning? I'm getting excited. I might just take a lap. The Lord's, Lord's been helping me a lot. Have you noticed? Come on now. For the joy, the joy, the joy that was set before him. Heaven is full of joy. We need to be joyful now. It's like I say, man, if you can't, if you can't get into praise here, you're going to feel out of place. When you get to heaven, you're going to feel like what is happening around here? Because I tell you what, there's going to be serious praise going on there. And joy forevermore. You ain't going to find no one walking the streets of heaven. I just don't know what I'm going to do. I just don't know how I'm going to make it. I wish someone would help me. If you got no one to help you, oh man, talk to your father. Talk to your God. Come on. God's willing to meet every need now. Not just there, now. Yes. He's willing and able to do it now, right? That's why it says, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Yes. He's not running out of anything. Never. He never will run out. Come on. So now we don't need to be down depressed. Now we are full of joy because we're going to be full. We're going to be singing in the streets of heaven forever with joy. Let's just start right now. Let's, let's not be the Christians that get there and say, what is happening around here? I don't, I don't. I've been in church for 52 years and I don't know what's happening around here. I'm just not sure. Come on now. No, 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 no. We want to be in line with God's will perfectly. Remember, remember, remember the wise virgins and the foolish virgins, right? Five were ready. They had their lamps full of oil. They were filled up with the Holy Spirit. Come on. And the five said, well, I just don't know. I'm just, you know, this world is so interesting. I just want to experience some more of world before I get full of the oil. I just want a little more world. No! No! No, 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 no. Be full now. Be full of joy now. Be full of the Spirit now. Be filled up with Christ now. Be filled up with the Spirit now. Be filled, overflowing, so when Jesus appears in those clouds, come on now, we go, woo, let's go. Not, uh-oh, as the foolish versions did, right? Uh-oh. Come on now. If you're gonna rejoice there, when you see Jesus, why would you not rejoice now?
Are you saved now? Are you victorious now? Is Jesus your Lord now? Is Jesus your King now? Is He everything to you now? Will He supply everything in your life now? Is that reason to rejoice? Is that reason to dance? Is that reason to shout? Is that reason to rejoice again and again and again and again and again? Woo! Hallelujah!
glory. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to the King. Praises to our Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, rejoice a little bit in this place. Come on. Follow the word. Do the word. Rejoice again. And I say, rejoice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, glory to God, glory to our King, glory, 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 oh the people in the temple cry glory. is his name wonderful is his name glorious is his name he reigns he reigns he reigns forever he reigns forever our Jesus reigns forever our Jesus reigns forever declare the glory of God and the people will see the glory of God and they will say their God 
is alive. Their God is alive. Their God reigns on high. And now we know, for we have seen the glory of God in his people. And those who have declared they belong to him now look like him. And they declare his glory with their face and with their eyes and with their movements and with their bodies. And they declare the glory of God with their mouths. And we see that they truly belong to God. my saints you see the world is looking to see the king the world is looking to see the king through you and me The world will see His glory as we walk, walk, walk with faith in God. And our face shows it, and our body shows it, that we belong to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We will see His glory as we do his will we will see him and the world will see him as we walk in him as we walk in his word as we abide in him as we do his word glory will be seen seen on you and me. Hallelujah. You see, I'm prophesying in the Spirit and God is calling us higher. God is calling us to more. God is calling us to actually act like the body of Christ, to actually live it out. He's always looking for those who will live out the word. Who will abide in him. And abide in his love. And he's calling us. He's calling us higher saints. He's calling us to higher things. But we have to choose. We have to choose. Do 
we want it? Do we want the higher? Do we want the better? Do we want the joy? Or do we want to live a mundane Christian life? Come on. I want to live the real life. I want to live the life that God has called me to live. Let's do it. Let's do it for His glory. Let's do it for His honor. Let's do it for His praise. Let's, let's actually do it. Let's actually live it. Let's actually be it. The ones the world looks at and says, I see God in them. I see God in them. And I want it. And I want it. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the honor to be in your family, for the honor to have you live in us, Christ in us, the hope of glory. Thank you, Father, for your revelation from your word. Thank you, Father, for all you're doing in lives today and in our lives, in our hearts, in our minds, in our souls today. Thank you, Father, for working in us today. Thank you, Father, for speaking to us today. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There's so much more, saints. There's so much more. There's so much more in God to discover. There's so much more in God to walk out. There's so much more. So much more. Lay hold of it. Don't let it go. Lay hold of all that God has for you and do His commands. Follow His ways and the joy will flow. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. God is good. And all the time, God is good. Well, I'd like to end with a salvation call as we almost always do around here. Because if you're not in the family yet, you don't know Jesus as Lord. You have not confessed Him as Lord. Maybe you've played church. Maybe you've gone to church. Maybe you've played in spiritual things. But Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but through me. 
There's a lot of religion out there. There's a lot of spirituality out there. You can see it all over Facebook. You can see it all over Instagram. You can see it all over the place. You can see it everywhere. You turn on something and there's someone throwing cards around. You know what I'm talking about. But there's only one truth. And he is Jesus. And he is the truth. He's the way, the life. And no one's going to get to heaven except through Jesus' road. No one's going to God's door except through Jesus' road. We've talked about a lot today. He died for us. He paid the price for us. He provided the victory to us. He said to everybody on earth, he, he's presenting his victory to everybody. It says in John that he gave them the right to become children of God. He has now given everybody on earth the right to become a child of God. They have the right. They don't always take them up on it, but they have the right. Come on. We preach them all the time. And we, we, we say again, here's your right to become a child of God. It's your right if you want it. Do you want it? <laughs> the way to get it is Romans 10.9. You believe he's alive in your heart, faith. That's real faith. You believe it in your heart and you speak it with your mouth. That's real faith. If your speaker won't speak it, that's why John said, you got to say, no, one, no, one, no one's a real Christian that doesn't say Jesus is Lord. If you can't say that, you, you, no, no. Not the real deal, right? And it's got to come from your heart, right? I've, I've had fake, fake people come to me, try and trick me. They tell me, yeah, I'm a Christian. I want to talk about this. Comes out real fast that they're not Christians. But they said, I said, is Jesus your Lord? Yes. Yeah, they said it. Weren't. Found out real quick, right? See, it's got to come from the heart, not lip service. Anybody can offer lip service to God, right? Anybody. No, it's a heart change. It's becoming a new creation in Christ. It's offering yourself to Him completely. It's laying down everything you are for Him. It's surrendering to Him completely, right? Take up your cross and follow me. Jesus didn't say, take time to bury your dad. Remember we talked about it. He said, come follow me now. And that's what Jesus asked all of us to do here today. He's asking you, he's asking me, come follow me completely. And whatever I say goes, right? If I say go here, you go there. If I say do this, you do it. And we know what follows that. Blessing. Blessing. And more blessing. And the start of all that is making him Lord. That's where I began, the age of 19. I called him Lord from my heart and everything changed like that. My whole life turned around in an instant. 180. 180. Is that right? 180. You did used to talk about this, right? Life did a 180 when he met Jesus. Come on, our life should do a 180 when we, when we meet Jesus. When we really, truly give him our lives. Come on, we, we are turned around. So today I'm giving you the opportunity. If you're here, you're online. You've never, you've never become a child of God. You, you played in spiritual things. You maybe even played with sorcery and witchcraft and ugly demonic things. Today I'm giving you opportunity to come into real spirituality. The real deal. Into Christ Jesus. And be saved and become a new creation in Christ. And get all the blessings of God forever. Be in his family forever. So if that's you today, pray this prayer after me right now. Say, dear God in heaven, I come to you in the name of Jesus. 
I repent of all sin. I repent of all works of darkness. I want nothing to do with the kingdom of Satan. I want in your kingdom, God. And now I know the way in is through Jesus. I call Jesus Lord. Jesus, you're my master. Jesus, you're my savior. Forever and ever, I belong to you. My allegiance is completely yours. I am allegiant to you forever. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, teach me your ways. Show me your ways. And I will walk in them. And I will do them. And I will be an obedient child in your kingdom. I thank you for eternal life. I thank you for making me a new creation. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We had a time today, didn't we? Whew. Oh, yeah, round two. We got round two coming up. We got Sunday night fire at six. If you, if you, if you just got warmed up, you better get back here. Get back here for Sunday night fire. And uh, now that we're all warmed up, we, we're going to take off fast. It's going to take off fast. There's going to be no messing around. There's, there's going to be no messing around. See, you see, there, there is a walk in the spirit, right? And there is a walk in the flesh. And, and, and our endeavor is to walk in the spirit. As Paul said, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Walk in the spirit. See, the, what we're doing, what we've been doing all day today is getting into the spirit. So we, we now that we're in the spirit, let's come on back and, and rejoice. Have a little bit more tonight. <laughs> a lot more. A lot more. I like that. Come on. I got, I got, ooh, we are going to have, I got a hot burning message for you. I can't wait. We are going to have a time tonight. Hallelujah. Well, I know we got cake back there for Judah. Are we singing happy birthday? Should we sing now? Should we? Sure, let's do it. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Dear Judah, happy birthday to you. Hallelujah. He's a blessing, isn't he? Judah's a blessing to everyone here. We thank God for him. We thank God. We thank God. Oh, I didn't, I didn't say I got I to gotta give glory to God this morning. Father, we turn back now as we always do. We thank you for what you did in, in this service today, Father. And, and as we do around here, we never, we never give the glory to any man. We turn back and we give you all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor belongs to our great God forever and ever. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church said, Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. Please be sure to like this podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can find our website at packbible.org. That's P-A-C-B-I-B-L-E.org. We hope you join us again next week.